Hello, you're listening to Refracted World with Terry Geo. Episode 3, Gender. The first two episodes, I told you a little bit about me. They're what journalists like to call fluff pieces. There is so much more to tell, and I promise I will divulge more information soon, but this episode won't be as fluffy. Today, I'll be talking about the trans community, as it's a subject I feel extremely passionate about. Before we begin, I'd like you to do something. Whilst listening to this podcast, open your internet browser and search whoismakingnews.com. That's whoismakingnews.com, with no spaces. I'm not affiliated at all, I just think it will be a really good resource for you to look at. You'll understand why later. I follow a brilliant trans woman on TikTok who is a lawyer and an activist for trans and all LGBTQIA plus rights. She's based in Florida, which she calls the battleground state. For almost a year, she and a small team have been collating every single story they can find about sex crimes involving children in the US. This came in response to right-wing Republicans and the Evangelical Church blaming drag queens and transgender people for sex crimes against children. And surprise, surprise, in almost a year, not one drag queen has made the list, and only three transgender people out of the many thousands who have. And the majority of those people are in the religious trade. Now, this data is all available for free on the website you're looking at right now. You can sort, compile, and use it as you wish. It will also take you to all the information behind each name. Just click on it and it takes you to a spreadsheet. And you can look at all the links yourself. You can read the news articles yourself. And you can see the truth for yourself. Or receipts, as Gen Z like to call it. And yet, to my knowledge... No major news organisations have ever talked about it. Why? There is no disputing the facts. They are clearly laid out on this site, and yet the drag queen trans argument is still being peddled as if it were true, which it clearly is not. I am not trans, but I am a gay man with trans friends and someone who empathises with the community. Grown up gay in the 90s was torture for me. Living in Yorkshire in a time before the internet and with no gay role models in pop culture, I was an outcast. I was bullied every single day at school and at home, even before I came out. I was called gay, queer, girl, puff, years before I ever felt comfortable using any of those terms to describe myself. And we were under section 28, so teachers were not allowed to talk about or even acknowledge homosexuals. And for a long time... I felt like I was the only one. I'm a reasonably intelligent guy and would normally have gone through further education, but I really wanted to go to drama school. That's where I wanted to be, and yet my parents wouldn't allow me to go. And the thought of attending higher education with the same people who had bullied me all the way through school in an oppressive era of Section 28 was not something I wanted to put myself through. Thankfully, a job opportunity opened up in TV, as I've previously talked about, and a week after starting my job, I came out as gay. To my parents. Well, actually, I was forced out. Some children from our road had spray-painted the street sign to say 25 Gaysville, 
and had chalked these huge, crude images of me bent over in front of a man. I was in the house all day and unaware of any of this, until my parents drove home from the shops and saw them. They confronted me as if it were my fault, as if I was some disgusting deviant, and as tears rolled down my face, I was forced to admit that I was gay. Things didn't get much better for me in my teens either. One of my former bullies saw me at a bus stop once and headbutted me. I was sent death threats and slurs were a common occurrence from just walking down the street. It wasn't until I moved to London in 2006 that I finally felt accepted and free to be the real me. So although I'm not trans, I can empathise with some of what the trans community go through. Now, I'm an ally willing to help out however I can with the tools I have, specifically my writing and my voice. I have said to a commenter who called me out on one of my videos for saying that you're not trans, why are you doing this? And as I replied, you don't have to be trans to help. We are all human beings. We're all one species. And I do know the feeling of being outcast and bullied. And so I have made quite a few videos showing my support and hit a lot of brick walls along the way. But nothing as high and as immovable as the cisgender wall. As part of my research for this podcast, I asked a simple question online. What are the rights and privileges trans people are taking away from cisgender women? This isn't just a right-wing talking point either. This is a lot of people on all political spectrums who keep saying trans people are taking away women's rights, and yet I cannot find what these supposed rights are. I love research, I love learning new things, and yet when I Google this question, I only find people screaming the whys, but not the whats. And so I asked social media, on every single platform that I'm a part of. I asked in a non-biased way, explaining that I simply wanted to open up a discussion not based on hate or fear, I wanted to find out what these rights were and open this dialogue so we could talk about them and, and maybe work them out. And yet the answer I got from the majority of people who responded was not about rights, but instead their aversion to the term cisgender. Cisgender is the opposite term to transgender. No, you can't say women is the opposite to trans because trans women are women and so that would become confusing. Therefore, we do need a word describing the opposite of trans, and at the moment, that word is cis, which in Latin means on this side of. But it doesn't have to be the word we use. Cisgender was only coined in 1991 by German sexologist Volkmar Sigeis. I apologise for the pronunciation. I did Google and this is how it told me to say it, so I apologise if it's wrong. My German isn't very good. The reason you've only just heard about this word being used is because trans people are now much more in the news. And right now, when we're discussing the differences between trans and not, cisgender is the only word we have available to us. But if you don't like it, why don't we change it? Many people seem to have an issue with cis, saying that it's too close to sissy and they don't want to be associated with it. I mean, it's Latin, and predates the word sissy by many hundreds of years, probably. But okay, if that's your issue, then 
why don't we change it? Let's come up with a new word that's more universally accepted. We can do this. We can change a word in the lexicon. If this sexologist can make up a word in 1991, why can't we come up with a word that's more liked? But I don't think it's the word that's the problem at all. I think it's trans that people have an issue with. Those people don't understand what trans means. Therefore, they fear and condemn it, just like they did to me when I was growing up. Being gay is far easier these days. Hey, it's no picnic for a lot of people, but it's a lot better than it was. And you know why that is? Because we came together as a community and we stood our ground. We marched in parades. We lobbied politicians. We had representation in the media, on TV, in pop culture. And slowly, but surely, we opened your minds. You learned something more about us, and you realise that we are not a threat to society. We cannot influence children as we don't choose our sexualities, and regardless of who we love, we are the same. But this is now happening to the trans community. It just mirrors exactly what happened to me when I was younger, and to countless other people as they were growing up. The hate is all over social media. It's in the mouths of politicians. And there's so much bullying and attacks and even killings that are now massively on the rise. People saying that trans is a mental illness. The same was, and still is, said about gay people. Trans people will inspire other children to be trans. The same was, and still is, said about gay people. Trans people interfere with children. The same was, and still is, said about gay people. And please look again at that website I mentioned earlier. Rather than spouting hate-filled rhetoric, we can look online to find the truth. And by using Google, it's not difficult to find scientific papers talking about trans and saying that it isn't a mental disorder, but it has been proved to be a biological phenomenon. Once you know this and understand it, perhaps then we can show more compassion to the trans community instead of sending them hate. Could you appreciate how difficult trans lives must be? Not just from the constant barrage of bullying and people who wish they didn't exist at all, but the trials and medical procedures they must go through to be in the right body. Just imagine looking into the mirror. In your head, you're a girl, but what you see is a boy. How traumatic that must be, and the only way they can be in the right body is after years of therapy, medication, and life-threatening operations. Many do this because without those treatments, they would be forced to live a lie and be forever unhappy. Yes, there are stories of some people who regret their decision and detransition, and yet these few stories seem to be getting all the headlines because they back up the narrative that trans is wrong. But if you go on social media, type in trans and just look at the thousands of happy trans people who are finally living their true life. They are happy. Why would anybody want to take anyone's happiness away? I read something recently that trans people are not the ones that go through a transition. It's everyone around them that has to transition. If Sarah becomes Paul, then everyone else has to learn to accept Paul. But Paul has always known they've been Paul. It's only now when they look in the mirror, they see Paul's reflection back at them that's always been in their head. I found that really interesting. 
It's also getting used to using pronouns. I, even I, find it difficult to get the right pronouns from time to time. And I spoke to a trans friend of mine a few months ago, and I explained that I, I sometimes mess up and I feel really bad. And she said, you shouldn't feel bad. As long as you're trying and you accept us, that's the main point. That's all we can ask. And eventually, through time, it'll become easier. Uh, this is just my friend's thoughts on this. I'm sure other people have other thoughts. But as long as you're trying and you accept the person, that should be more important. Then we get to the issue of trans people participating in sports and pageants and the outrage this seems to cause. They shouldn't be allowed there. How dare they be in that competition or that pageant? This is unfair to real women. They're only saying they're trans so they can enter and win. To that, I have to laugh. If you think any man is cutting off their penis just so they can win a weightlifting competition, you are the one that needs to get their head examined. Seriously. Being trans isn't a man in a dress or a woman wearing cargo pants. That's drag. A trans person is someone who's in the wrong body and will spend years of pain-filled treatments to be in the right body. If a trans person has gone through bottom surgery, would you still say they are the sex they were assigned at birth? I wouldn't. Unfortunately, in recent years, we have seen bans on women playing in a number of sports if they were not assigned female at birth. Men who were assigned female at birth don't seem to have the same restrictions, but it just seems to be getting worse as time goes on, instead of getting better, which it should be doing. The more this battle continues, the more the trans community is bullied into submission. And do you know how many trans people there are in the world? I've seen Vox Pops on TikTok with people saying they think 25% is now trans or 50% is trans, which is ridiculous. Here are the actual statistics from last year. In Germany, 3%. Sweden, 3%. India, 2%. Hungary, 2%. Argentina, 2%. Brazil, 2%. Russia, 2%. Canada, 2%. Australia, 2%. Spain, 2%. The United Kingdom, 2%. And Chile, 2%. That's the top 12. Notice that the USA is not in that list. That's because they make up only 1.6% of the population. They are a very small community. And this is why they need our help. That's why I stand with them. And I urge everyone listening to this today to stand with the trans community. What is happening to them right now is a human rights violation. And one we've seen repeat itself even throughout my lifetime. For example, my grandparents didn't want black people in the country because according to them, they would take our women and all children would become brown. Not only is this ridiculously, horribly racist, it's also intellectually lacking, as science has proven that all human life originated in Africa, meaning that all of our ancestors were once black. I'll dive deeper into this in a future episode. It doesn't matter if you're black, brown, short, fat, gay, trans. If you are from a different background and different from the majority, you will be subjected to hate and bigotry. It shouldn't be like this. 
We are one species, and yet we're constantly pitted against each other. Social media, a medium which was once thought to bring us all together, only seems to stoke the fire of hate. We need more voices of reason to let truth and facts be the basis of discussion and stamp out discrimination for good. The website you looked at earlier is a great starting point. This only addresses one of the lies being spread, but it is compelling evidence that should be common knowledge and used to fight back against all those who perpetuate the lie. If you want to follow the creator, her name is Kristen, and her username on TikTok is Kristen B. You can find her details on that website as well. I urge you to watch her videos to learn more about the real trans lives and the real trans community, and just to help you understand more about them and their fight for equality. I realise this has been a heavy episode, especially compared to my fluffy first two episodes, but as you can hear from the passion in my voice, it's an issue that I'm really passionate about and I really want to get out there as information, as true information, to a lot more people. And I hope this has helped open your eyes to what's happening to the trans community. And if you want to help, just be one of the voices, just one of the positive voices that help them. Together, we are stronger. Thanks for listening, and I hope you join me again. Take care.